Hey everyone, thanks for joining us, Rob Scott, and it's uh, Changing Perceptions. We have a real interesting guest uh, that we are going to uh, talk to tonight. His name is Jack Milne. He uh, runs a, uh, uh, a, a an inspection company, home inspection company. He is a motorcycle enthusiast, and the weirdest thing that you probably will hear in your life is that he actually has John Lennon socks. I don't know how he got them. I don't know if he's washed them since he's got them from John Lennon, but we are going to talk to this guy and we are going to pick his brain and we are going to have a great, great uh, discussion with this guy. So I hope you uh, stay tuned. Hey, Jack, how you doing? I'm excellent. I'm excellent. It's a kind of weird time of, uh, of life right now, but, uh, you know, we're, we're working our way through it. Yeah. Hey, I, I, it gotta be, I mean, you run a business, it's gotta be like uh, completely uh, strange to you, isn't it? Like, what are you doing uh, with your spare time? Uh, I, I'll tell you this, Rob, I don't want to retire uh, because I've had 17 days off. I'm not used to it, but as a home inspector, you know, we're used to going out every day and uh, meeting new people and buying real estate and uh, everything's kind of been put on hold. Are you allowed to? Is PA uh, allowing you to go out? Because uh, I know in New Jersey, I, I, my home is up for sale and uh, they, we can't even, we can't even uh, find anybody to come and do home inspections. I guess uh, pres- uh, not president, but uh, Governor Murphy kind of like put the nicks on all that. You got the same kind of stuff over there. Yeah, actually, in New Jersey, Rob, we can do home inspections, but in Pennsylvania, we can't. Oh, okay. Wow. Uh, okay. Know, they have something called a waiver, and it's funny because I'm I'm deeply involved with the home inspection profession here. And the, Monday, literally, we got a waiver that says that we can do home inspections for any agreement of sale that was signed before March sixth. Okay. Now that's like a month and a half ago. Uh, you know, six weeks. Mm-hmm. And then we got a waiver that says, no, no, it's okay. We moved it up 12 days to March 18th. So for for me and for anyone who's trying to buy real estate in, in Pennsylvania right now, it's it's on hold. Yeah. Uh, New Jersey, fortunately for you, you know, as you're trying to sell your house, uh, the home inspection profession is still open. So Okay. Well, that's yeah. good news. I, I heard it was closed down. They, they, Murphy told them that you can't do any home inspections at all. So that's good news. Yeah. I'll take it from the professional here. I'm doing my best. I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I also heard that isn't, isn't the legislature over there, aren't they kind of uh, thinking about or kind of doing some legislation on uh, getting the economy back up and running? Have you heard anything more about that? Well, we're the only state in the country that closed their liquor stores. Um, and, uh, yeah, ours are open. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, I'm only eight miles away, Rob. So, you know, I'm not, too, I'm not that far away. Right. Um, but it, it is something where, um, I was hoping by May 1st, uh, that they would go ahead and open the economy back up a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm very active in licensing home inspectors in Pennsylvania. So I've been in touch with, uh, those folks that are deeply involved. Uh, but, uh, as of today, literally, uh, they're not moving forward to opening anything up. That's really relevant, like golf clubs. Um, (laughs) I mean, I'm motorcycle guys, honestly, you know, uh, but you know, liquor stores, they make $700 million a year in tax and they close them down. Um, 
so it's um, it's 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 a shaky time. We still have realtors who are asking us to conduct home inspections right. in Pennsylvania, but you know, I, I tell them we we really. Can't. Just hey, Jack, I have a question for you. You mentioned how the essential things are closed, like golf courses, um, and that you're, you're a motorcycle person. I'm just wondering, because I don't own property, because I don't have any money, how did you get into home inspecting from being a golf-playing motorcycle enthusiast? All right, well, let's back you up, too, all right, because I, I never play golf. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> well, my son, <laughs> God bless him, but I never understood why you hit a ball as far as you can to lose it, to find it again, to whack it again. And to find a hole somewhere down the road. Yeah, it's insanity, isn't it? No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> uh, at the same time, you know, motorcycling is an is an art, and it, it introduces freedom. Um, and in fact, we're going to ride on Sunday, and we'll still keep our six feet of uh, di- of distance. You know, on the open road. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's a beautiful part of it. But um, I started doing inspections back in 1983. And that was at, the, at a time where people were buying real estate. Realtors really didn't want home inspectors on site because they didn't really want them to know the condition of the property as they were, uh, as they were trying to buy. Sounds honest. But mm-hmm. in today's world, um, because Wolf shut the real estate industry down, uh, everything has to be virtual. So if you're interested in buying a home, um, you can see it online. Uh, yeah, up, 3D and right, 3D stuff. Uh, exactly. It's yeah. up to the sellers to take the pictures. They don't want realtors on site for listings. They don't want them on site for sales. And then, um, as home inspectors, we kind of laid the gamut down to say, I need one buyer. Uh, I need no realtors, no parents, no children, no sellers, no realtors, and we will show up on site. And we'll do the inspection for their benefit. So, right, cool. uh, so you, that's something just drew you to that from being a uh, motorcycle enthusiast and loving freedom. The natural fit was helping people pick the right home. I'm just like, that seems like such a dramatic shift to me, you know? Well, I was, uh, I was involved in construction, you know, in the 80s and past the solar architecture also in the 80s. And then we started doing energy audits. And at that point, we're going into people's homes and saying, you know, what can we do to lower your energy costs? Can we do windows? Can we do insulation? You know, update the furnace. Um, What can we do to help you lower your energy costs? So almost from there, it was one where um, not only are we helping you lower your costs, but if you're buying a home, What can we do to help you make that right purchase? And in the future, also help you with your your water heating, your 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 boiler, your furnace. And that's cool. It was a natural progression. Yeah. Hey, I I just want to. I was kind of interested when you're talking about your motorcycle. How you said it was an art form. You got to explain that to me. Well, how much time (laughs) do you have? Well, we got a little bit more time. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding, guys. I'm kidding. You know, motorcycling is an art because it's one of those where you have to use all body parts. You have to use your brake. You got to use your, you know, your clutch. You have to use your uh, your clutch to raise gears and lower gears. And to me, so like synchronized swimming or something like that. Is that what it's like? Almost. I was wonderful, <laughs> by the way. So, um, but I understand synchronized swimming as well. 
But it's it's one of those where motorcycling is truly an endless roller coaster. You don't have to pay the dollar or the two dollars, uh, but you can find endless roads that allow you to practice uh, what you preach. And that to me is uh, it, we call it a brain flush in our you know, oh. our local group because it allows you to uh, eliminate everything that's been around you as to pressure, uh, be that work, be that family, be the, that all those things that surround you uh, and, and just go out and, and waste time. So, so there, that's why I say there's golfing that you can be four hours on the course or there's three or four hours that you can be on the road and just smile the whole way. So do you like do you, so you you ride a hog, right? No, I don't actually. What do you ride? <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all, right, all right, let's go through the gamut a little bit. There we go. All right, here we go. All right. So <laughs> for around here, I have an Indian scout um, that gets me about 120 miles to a tank, maybe 140 pushing. I have a lovely bike called the Kawasaki Drifter, which looks like an old Indian. I'm guaranteed 153 miles per gallon because I've run out of gas at about 153 miles, you know, per tank. You know, so, um, but it's ironic that everywhere I pull over when I've lost gas, I find a, um, oh, a Gatorade, Gatorade bottle, right? right? No matter where I'm at. I can guarantee you another eight to nine <laughs> miles on that Gatorade bottle, you know, to get me to a gas station. And, <laughs> so uh, is that, you can put that in your saddle. Then you, you just like fill up a little uh, eight ounce or 12 ounce bottle uh, in the Gatorade with gas and you have put that in the saddle. Uh, I swear I find them alongside the road. You <laughs> with know. gas in them? No, but, you know, I, I siphon from a buddy's bike. Oh, okay. And, you know, and literally, I'm, I'm telling you, I've crossed over a bridge and I ran out of gas. I crossed down and over to the left and right into a gas station um, and filled up again. But um, for the long tours, I do a Rocket 3, and that's a 2300cc motorcycle, uh, three-cylinder, 6.2 gallons, and uh, I can ride with the rest, you know, with the rest and best of them. Well, my biggest question with the motorcycle is apart from the metrics of the bike, what kind of jackets are you wearing? What's the leather? What gang are you in? You know, the basics that I associate with motorcycle culture. Uh, well, um, I assume a lot of vests. Uh, chaps. Not, no chaps, actually, but I do have heated gear, um, which helps. Uh, but I bought this bike from, or, or this jacket from, um, oh, I'm trying to re remember the name, from California. And they made the jacket for Marlon Brando. Oh, and get out. Long, and, um, you know, and I've had it since 1987, maybe 88. It probably weighs about 40 pounds. Uh, but, um, you know, if there, if there's anything that ever happens to this leather jacket, you send it back and they fix it for free and it's fitted for you. Uh, but there's also other gear, um, that's waterproof and everything else. So, you know, you have to pack accordingly, you know, for when you ride, but you ride a motorcycle to and from work and to home inspections. I, I, you know, if I could carry a 32 foot ladder on my bike, I would. <laughs> 
<laughs> but probably, you know, be, be pulled over, you know, so I, I can't. Uh, but it would take years of experience. It is. It's, it's just uh, wonderful. And, um, but there was a time I was pulled over, uh, coming home. I was in Delaware County. I was crossing the two bridges, uh, by the, um, sports stadiums and the cop pulls me over and he said, uh, you know, and he comes up to the window. Why do you know why I'm pulling you over? I said, officer, I truly don't. He goes, it's because of your ladder. Now I had, I, I, I ride in wagons. I have a Buick Torex right now, but back then it was a CTS wagon Cadillac, which I recently sold. I, I, I lost a good one there, but, um, you know, he goes, well, your ladder's too long for your car. And I said, officer, if I may ask permission, sir, let me, uh, let me just like key my ignition there for a sec. And he goes, okay. So I, I turned it on. I said, officer, I have 144,000 miles on this car right now. And you're the first officer that's pulled me over. <laughs> <laughs> So he goes, well, where are you going? I said, oh, I'm going to the upper parts of Bucks County. He says, well, I want you to stay in the right lane going 55 miles an hour until you get home. No problem, officer. I will obey your your rule. And then off you go. You're doing 80 again, right? Yeah, no doubt. You know, <laughs> 80 is the new 70. You know? That's right. <laughs> hey, listen, when you're, when you're writing, um, I'm sure you like music, right? What do you I, like to listen to? Um... Good question, Rob. Great question. Uh, I have an. That's iPod. what I'm here for. Yeah, you know, you know the 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 classic kind that you have to spin the wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Good. Uh, I'm old school, man. I got a flip phone, um, so uh, I I have sixteen thousand and some odd songs on my iPod. So when we do our annual ride, um, it's rare that I'll hear a song a second time, you know, on that, on that journey. So, uh, I love, you know, I, I love everything from ACDC to ZZ top and, uh, and everything in between. So, uh, I'm a big Joe Bonamassa fan. So Joe Bonamassa, if you're listening tonight, I love you, you know, and, uh, <laughs> Good to let him know. you know, a lot of blues, um, but, yeah, I love ACDC as well. I'm just, I, it breaks my heart that uh, what's uh, the young passed away and everything. And they kind of broke up, man. I really love that. My kids really love ACDC. We get in the car, we take a trip, uh, we go camping, and uh, we blast that all the time. <laughs> they love it. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I love the Beatles. You know, grew up with the Beatles. And that's where, you know, uh, we talked earlier about having John Lennon's sock. Um, and I had a, he actually, signed a picture of him john holding a pig because back then paul mccartney was holding a a, a sheep i think or something uh for his ram album and i can't this is getting kind of weird <laughs> you know and i'm i'm been looking you know i'm cleaning up my attic and stuff so uh but very very cool meeting him and uh, that was 1975. Uh, he was fighting being deported uh, from PA. Uh, he came in uh, on, on the benefit of Larry Kane, who was a, a ABC6 newscaster uh, a long time ago. And um, 
So I went down to see him on Friday night and he didn't show. But Saturday he came out, he was holding a leather jacket and he's holding it up in the air. He says, I'm giving this away for donations. Um, so I called my buddy Lee and I said, listen, I saw John Lennon. I saw John Lennon. And so I said, I'm going back down tomorrow. So we happened to move, you know, a couple of desks and help some people out. And they threw us 20 bucks each. And now Sunday was kind of organized. They actually had barricades set up in a U-shaped type uh, format. And, you know, the DJ's coming around. And he's holding these red socks, red with white and black stripes at the very top, guys. Imagine this, right? And uh, so... You know, he's holding them up to you know, 50 bucks for the socks, 50 bucks for the socks. I said, listen, guys, I'll give you 20 bucks for the socks as long as we have our picture taken with John. So as as John came around and, you know, he's, he, he signed this thing for me. I, I hope I find it. Um, you know, at the end, he says, where are those two guys? So we hopped over the fence and I have my picture with John. I have my picture with Lee. Oh, that's so cool. So, so. Great, great, great story. Uh, we were able to pull his picture off a telephone pole that said he was coming to Philly. And it's just a sad day in 1980 uh, when, you know, um, stuff happened. So, um, yeah, but, that was a sad I, day. Yeah, it was. It was. And, you know, and, and I'm still good friends with my buddy Lee. And here his mother founded this sock that didn't match anything else uh, in the laundry. And she threw it out. Oh, my gosh. Hey, Colin, do you remember Lennon at all? I actually do. I have a Beatles poster in my childhood bedroom right now. Sweet. Yeah. So I, I kind of was, you know, a little bit late to the Beatles, given my, my time in history. But I recently, like just from doing research, I've always been more of like a Paul guy. He just seems nicer and, uh, you know, a little more sincere. So like, were you more of a, it seems like from what I've heard, everyone who was a Beatles fan was either a John guy or a Paul guy. So I, like, what one were you, Jack, and why? Um, well, I, I, I can associate it this way. I have a, a an inspector that uh, has worked with me for over 30 years. He recently left. And I always call us the Lennon and McCartney. <laughs> okay. Um, so, you know, Bill was more of the Lennon. I was more of the McCartney. Uh, when he left, uh, you know, I gave him a hug and I said, you know, the Beatles had seven years. We had 33. And, uh, you know, sometimes it takes... Uh, two different personalities to make excellent music. And, and that's what they did. That's what they did. So uh, I'm a big George. They had four fan. different personalities, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's what made them great. Yeah. And, you know, they complemented each other. So it's, it's like in life, uh, you know, sometimes you, you, you can't have both people on the same page. Uh, it takes two to, to make magic. So if you had your choice today and, uh, well, the Beatles, are, have you ever, have you ever uh, had a chance to see any of the, uh, you know, not the fake Beatles or anything like that, but the, you know, the guys who go out and they, they perform as the Beatles. Have you seen any of those before? Uh, we saw rain in Philadelphia. I'm probably going back about 15 years and okay. it, it was a good show. It was a good show. Uh, we saw Ringo in Atlantic City uh, probably about uh, 
two years ago, and we bought a piece of his art. And and I shall have some of Lennon's art. Uh, but Ringo did like an elephant leg, and he spelled elephant wrong. Well, it's art. Yeah, like E L E P. <laughs> F A N T or something or other. It was definitely out. It was wrong. Okay. Uh, but you know, but he's on the other side of, of John Lennon's and, uh, John Lennon had one called kangaroo and it's a, a pink kangaroo. And out of the kangaroo's pouch, uh, came various people. And, um, so, that was that was you know kind of interesting too. Interesting. I do want to pick up a McCartney. I you know I'm sure he's he's doing something out there as well. Yeah. But yeah, absolutely a big big uh, Beatles fan. So if uh, so, barring the Beatles, we know you're a fan of his. If you had a chance to listen to or go to any certain concert right now, uh, what would that be? Uh, maybe somebody you haven't seen before, or somebody you've seen multiple times you really enjoyed. Who would you like to see most? Um. You ever hear of Greta Van Fleet? I have actually. Yeah, they. Um, I have. Yeah, yeah. Um, they're a they're a they're a young band, uh, mostly in their early twenties. Uh, they're from Frankenmuth, uh, Michigan, uh, which is ironic because uh, have you ever heard of Sonia Dada? No. No. Okay. All right. Sonia Dada was um, literally a subway band. They were found in Chicago, uh, literally singing in the subway. And we saw them with, uh, here, we, here we go, all right, Tower of Power, the average weight band, and Sonia Dodd opened up for them. So on one of our motorcycle trips to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan, we stopped in Frankenmuth. And, you know, we're sitting and, you know, eating dinner, there's 15, 16 of us on this, on this uh, brain flush. And this this fellow came out and he started singing. And I, I turned to my buddy who was from Maine and I said, you know what? There's only one guy, one guy who can have the highs and lows of this fellow singing. And he's from Sonia Dada. So um, at the end of, of the meal and he started to pack away, I, I walked up to him and I said, uh, have you ever heard of Sonia Dada? He goes, I am Sonia Dada. And here is Paris. Uh, I forget his last name right now. Uh, but, um, you know, here was a fella where my son, who's now 28, saw Sonia Dada at 12 and uh, were able to, you know, rekindle, you know, that, that period of time. And uh, so um, who else would I like to see? Hey, what are the new music like? What What about your sons? Like he's twenty eight years old. Do you ever like get into any any of his music at all? Well, that's a great question, Rob. Um, years ago, when we went to the uh, upper, well, we did um, Nova Scotia, and it was like my dad. You know, I, I said, "Let me borrow your music. I'm going to throw some earphones on." And and I came back and I said, "You know, one thing." I learned from this trip is that I really don't like your music, but I like the concept. Um, so uh, I, I think right now with music, it's, it's, it's kind of sad for me because there's really no way to get the music out to this younger generation. Um, 
you know, everyone's in, you know, into the, the disco and the punk and the electronic right. music and stuff like that. To me, it sounds repetitive. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top came out with the BFGs, uh, which is really some excellent Cuban rock. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of try to work off that. But, you know, uh, again, I think Joe Bonamassa, uh, if anyone's listening out there, is the combination of uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, Eric Clapton, uh, you know, the, the, the blues. And he has come out uh, with the English um, uh, bands and he, and he, and he come, comes together and has done Muddy Waters and Wolf, the Wolf. My, you know, Steppenwolf? Uh, no. Um, That's a good guess. Yeah, that I, was, I thought so. <laughs> uh, I like it. <sighs> but anyway, uh, he's played Jimmy Page, and he's played the Claptons. He's played... Uh, um, uh, I'd love to see Clapton. Man, oh, I'd love to see him. Jeez. You know, I saw him a number of years ago, actually twice. And uh, what, a, what a sweet, sweet guitarist. Mm-hmm. And uh, he start, He says he's starting to feel his age, um, and he reached out to a bunch of his bandmates and says, "Is it okay if I sit down and play?" And BB King responded back. He goes, "That's all I do. is sit down and play." That's cool. Yeah. Now, isn't Clapton having some problems with his uh, like arthritis or something with his hands? He's um, kind of slowing down now. He is. Yeah. He is. I thought yeah. I read that. You know, it's kind of funny. My my son's in the Navy. He's like nineteen. Cool. And um, he was like in, in high school, he was into like rap big time, you know, and uh, he's been he's been actually he's in, outside of San Diego now. And he uh, recently he contacted me and he says, hey, dad, can you send me uh, a bunch of your music that you used to listen to or that you listen to now? <laughs> so <laughs> can you believe that? I like this comes out of the blue, you know, and, uh, <laughs> you know, I go, are you are you punking me? Is that what you're trying to do? And he goes, no, no, I'm serious, Dad. I said, I just remember the church we used to listen to ACDC when we were going camping. I says, dude, I'll send you whatever you want me to send you. So I sent him like two pages of stuff that I had on my, you know, on my phone, you know. Yeah. And uh, I sent it to him, and he uh, about two weeks later, man, he gets back and sends me a text. He says, Dad, he says this stuff is really, really good. I said I keep telling you that, you know, you don't believe me, <laughs> you know. But he's been really, uh, just really enjoying it, you know. So, um, you know, it's kind of like crossing over and getting him to kind of like uh, get just to give a listen, you know, and uh, enjoy what you know. I, I re- I'm into like the lyrics and uh, I'm into the melody and all that stuff, but I really like good uh, lyricists who has some really good uh, some music. But actually, I like to listen to like Pink. She's a really good uh, artist, uh, and I also like the. It's a new one. It's called I don't know if you're familiar with Billie Eilish. Have you ever listened to her? No, no, no. You got to check her out. She is yeah. really, really good. She's got a different, just a whole kind of bluesy kind of a. Is I don't she know. She's just she's really excellent. Is she the one with the green hair? Or green yes, hair? yes. Yeah, she is a victim of a government mind control program, I think. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, seriously, look at her. Every music video, she's like 17, and she's got blood coming out of her eyes when she cries, but she's got number one hits. There's something very suspicious going on. Wow. That's just me. I could be wrong, and I have been before. but Yeah, well, we'll see, you know. 
but yeah, music is is cross generational, and uh, and like I said, when I came back from Canada with that one trip, I said, you know, JT, uh, you know, uh, you know, he had maybe eight good songs in twenty eight hundred miles, but uh, you know, it's 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 appreciative. And and that's what makes each generation move on is to their their genres. That's right. There's similarities. That's what he said to me. That's what my son said to me. He says, I, I hear a lot of the stuff in my music that now I'm, I'm listening to yours and I, I, I can see the crossover and what they picked up from it. I says, I've always been telling you that, dude. Well, there's only so yeah. many things to make a song about, right? Well, it's true. It's all about women and dogs. <laughs> Word up, Jack. Word up. <laughs> You know, you lost your dog, you lost your wife. It's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Dog's never going to leave you, though. Uh, well, how about that? <laughs> uh, it's funny you mentioned Pink, though, because I. what's weird about that statement is my dad, 55-year-old, you know, Fox News fan, loves Pink. I don't know what it is, but it seems like that group of men just really appreciate Pink's rebellious nature. I don't know what it is. She puts on a hell of a show from what I've heard. Mm -hmm. Got some hits. I'm not going to deny that. But people seem to love Pink, who you would never, ever expect. Like I said, I like her. I like the lyrics that she writes. I know she writes a lot of her own music, which I really enjoy as well. You know, these artists who write their own stuff. Well, from what I understand, Pink's from Doylestown, you know, from... Oh, that's uh, right, yeah. Yeah, Bucks County. She married a motocrosser, and my son was involved with that for quite a few years in but, motocross oh yeah yeah really how so? did, i don't even know what that is motocross yeah i know it's something is it dirt bikes atvs i don't really know exactly yeah more dirt bikes you know mm -hmm. you know uh curves and hump the bumps and you know where you become airborne you know for 15 to you know 30 meters you know you're way up there and uh so, uh, you know, I, I don't know about her that much, but uh, but she did marry a motocrosser for a while. But, I, you know, like like all celebrities, I, I think she may have moved on. I'm not sure. Now, you know what? It's, it's a it's an interesting uh, comment you just made there, because she she has a song that's called uh, Beam Me Up. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but she talks about it had to be somebody that was very, very close to her that had passed away. I don't know if, if that was one of the, if that's the, uh, if he was married to her or she was married to him and he was hurt somehow uh, riding his bike or something, but that whole song is about her keeping in touch with him, that he's gone and how she sees him in different things uh, as she looks out in the world and she sees him in the sky. She sees him in these, it's a really good song actually. I like that song. Beam me up too by, by pink. Guys, I got oh it, you know. That's okay. That's okay. Nice, nice call. <laughs> I'm hundred percent honest on this side. You know? That's right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. But you know, in life at this point, you know, with uh all this virus around us, you gotta just keep a positive uh, influence. Help you know, you gotta help your neighbors, um, you know, help those people who are calling in need. And say, what do we do and how do we do this? You know, and, uh, and that's what I try to do every day, you know. But, um, you know, the the one thing, guys, and, and you're probably younger than me, 
Um, how come there's no CD players in cars? Well, because it's all MP3s now, right? What's that mean? Uh, well, like you plug. Your- <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're kidding. Um, you know, you plug your phone in, you use Bluetooth, other you know forms of technology. Music's all floating through the air. You grab yeah. it, it shows up in your car. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, is that cloud based or what? You know. Hey, I have a CD player in my car. I just never use it. Oh, come to my house. <laughs> i'll say yeah i'll say yeah you know all right I, I, no, it's a deal <laughs> I, think I've, I have maybe three cds that i've seen in my whole life total i've got a ton of them you want to come over to the house i'll show you a ton of them that was very sly bob i like how you did that oh very boy. sly indeed rob <laughs> yeah. it's, it's funny like i have a, a buick torex wagon Right. And uh, it's got that thing that you plug in, you can plug into your iPod. And, you know, the day I bought it, I plugged my iPod in with the 16,000 songs in it. Oh my, my gosh. I turned gold. It's like, I have to shut you down now. And uh, so thank God to my wife, because I have a flip phone, you know. Probably smart. Avoid who's listening to you and spying. Oh my God. You know, so she was able to bring my iPod back to life again, but I have this backup flat phone. Um, that got a burner? Uh, I don't know. It's <laughs> phone. Uh, but, uh, you know, it holds, I think, 12,000 songs. So the Buick told me that I can only support. 12,000 songs on this vehicle. Right. So, you know, so literally now I use my backup flat phone iPod thing uh, in my car. And uh, so I can, you know, I can roll away and still hear some, hear some excellent tunes. So. Hey, hey, just change the subject a little bit here. And this might be kind of like weird, but uh Hey, you're the 60s, right? You were kind of like, uh, how old were you in the 60s? Well, I'll tell you what, I'm 64 now. Okay. All right, so I was born in 55. 55, okay. So you remember all the uh, moon landings and all that, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Now, do you think that's a conspiracy or do you think they really did it? No, I think they did it. You know, it was a black and white TV in 69. Yeah. I don't think they did. You don't think they did? You don't. I don't at all, wholeheartedly. Nope, not a shot. No, thank oh, you. You're brutal, dude. No, I really think it makes – does it make sense to you? You just said it was a shaky TV. It was the 60s. Everyone used phonographs to listen to music. You think they brought a camera up into space, shot through an asteroid belt, through the gravitational pull to every TV only in America at a specific time? That is crazy. They did not even have surround sound. I don't buy it. Well, no, they didn't have surround sound. We were lucky to have stereo, um, you know. But, yeah, I think they did it. And, you know, we had, you know, other circumstances like Apollo 13, you know, that they were trying to get to the moon and then, you know, things. That was a Tom Hanks controlled uh, ship, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's the one, yeah. That was a movie, guys. They should have went with an astronaut (laughs) instead of Tom Hanks. They might have had more success. Yeah, but. um, But, Colin, how do you think that they would fake that? How how do you think that they would fake that uh, back in those days? The, you know, you don't have the uh, the equipment and everything you have, the special effects that you have today. Well, Back in those, you, you, didn't have, you didn't have Jack. So, like, you're sitting there seeing these pictures, like, how I just don't understand. Like, well, from what I understand. How, where do you think Jack, it's made up? 
Well, back in the day, back then, you back could just the murder day, people that. in gangster movies, right? Like you just saw how easy it was to get away with murder. Well, comparatively, that, uh, just to make my first point, gun, you know. Um, but I, I think they did it. I, I truly do. Oh, I do too. And it could have been where they could have been inside of a, a huge complex somewhere in Hollywood and, you know, planted the flag in a bunch of sand. But uh, I don't well, know. I, well, do you think it's more important they got to the moon to, you know, prevent a war so they could just have the activity race, you know, with Russia? Or do you think they actually physically got there? Because they've, NASA said, you know, they've lost all of the data. The guy in charge of NASA at the time, I think his name was Warner Von Braun or something like that, former Nazi. Um, He was, actually, yeah. And the Nazis loved making stuff up. I think we've all realized that by now. So I think there is a lot of suspicious circumstances around it. Well, I tell you what, though, I I still, with everything, to to tell you what, you might be suspicious about it, I I still believe that they that they that they did. You know, you, you think about it, all these years, like you would think somebody, okay, would spill the beans if it was some kind of thing made up or something. Somebody would somebody's mouth would start yakking. Well, all those and somebody would start saying them. something that was fake, and you just haven't heard any of that in all these years. Nothing. Well, anyone who would say anything is dead now. No, I'll tell you what. I think in the next, uh, it could be six months to a year. Elon Musk with his power and. You know, whatever is going to send uh, the next crew to the moon. That's right. Or the first one. It depends how you think about it. it well, well if they get up there and they see the flag, flag up there, then we'll be okay. If there's a flag. We were there before. That's right. Yeah. Well, what, let me ask you, why do you believe it? Just because it was on TV then? No, because he, he brought out the nine wedge. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the golf again. Back to the golf again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he brought out the nine, you know. That's right. So where'd the ball go? It probably landed on Mars. It, you know, uh, so who can argue with any of that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh boy. But you know, I'm looking forward to them going back to the moon. Uh, And me too. I think that's cool. You know, I I don't think anyone else has been there. Um, I don't think anyone has. No, not since. No, you know, the other countries have sent uh you know their their rockets in that general direction but they haven't landed i've just been waiting for a land on mars or something i thought that's where they were going to be landing next you know yeah well i think they're working on that but i think they're going to use the moon as a jumping off place so makes sense i think you have to start there and then you know bounce from there but you know, it's the moon's an interesting place. You know, have you ever seen the space station fly over? Personally, no, I've never, I've seen, never it. seen it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely possible. Um, and I'm not sure, you know, what time of night, but um, you know, we have a lot of light around us, so sometimes it's a little bit difficult. But I have a good friend who's a weatherman, and uh, you know, he tells me at certain times you can absolutely see it fly. Uh, across the sky. That's it. That's that's it. it. That's it. You know. So, um, in fact, hey Brandon, what times? What times are going to fly over tonight? I think two a.m. Two a.m. Boys, okay. Two a.m. So you need to get up early and jump outside and take a look around. But it, what's it look like? A little white dot that comes across the sky. A little that's white it. dot. 
It's about a 30 second blip. It's about a 30 second uh, blip. Wow. Yeah. So I, you know, when we're, when we're on our trips, you know, on the motorcycles, you know, we, we, we try to keep an eye on them. Um, and sometimes, you know, it's like, was that it? You know, because it goes so fast. Um, and sometimes it looks like a shooting star. But Do you have binoculars or any kind of telescope that you use that are kind of like anticipating it coming by that you can take a look at it? Ah, uh, just good bourbon. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. But that's all good, you know. And yeah, I bet you I bet you're seeing a lot of those up there when you're <laughs> having enough of that on you. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, that's great. You know, did you see it? Did you see it? Did you see it? You know, so um, but you know, this year we were doing the, um, Smoky Mountains, uh, you know, Smoke Hole, West Virginia, excuse me, in West Virginia. But next year we're doing, uh, we're going back to Canada. So we should have some great nights up there and, uh, hopefully. How long are the trips? Uh, we go 11 days, you know, we have brides at home, so we, we go enough to get away, but to get back home. Uh, so, uh. Why Canada? Um, well, we have, you know, we call them the brain flushers. So we have <laughs> folks from Michigan, uh, Maine, uh, Vermont, New Hampshire, uh, wow. you know, down through New York and New Jersey, Pennsylvania. And so we, we tried to design these trips where we can invite everybody. Uh, so... You know, last year, again, we did the Bourbon Trail in Kentucky. The year before, we did the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Uh, this year, we're doing West Virginia. So we said next year, we're north. And uh, we want to go to Newfoundland. And to get there, you have to go to the end of Cape Breton and then hop a ferry and go to Newfoundland. Uh, but, um, you know. I thought Newfoundland was a type of dog. It is. It I, is. Yeah. Oh, Wow. And um, are they actually from there? Is that how that happened? Yeah, absolutely. Proves that's line. what it is there, Colin. Yeah, well, thank you guys for teaching me that. Have you been to Labrador? <laughs> I have. Yeah, that's another area of Canada. You know, it's called Labrador, Labrador Canada. Yeah. Oh my God. My dog Henry is a Labrador, but he's from yeah. Alabama. And, and you know what? He never told you where he was from. I, he is notoriously and suspiciously quiet. <laughs> so yeah we're gonna head i up. think it's the red hair dude well my dog's uh he's black so it's we get along you know what and that's one thing about labs is they come in various colors we have a chocolate <laughs> you know and his name is thor and uh you know but he doesn't say much but you know he, he's all about the family and, and yeah. i think that's the best uh, of that breed yeah, labs are labs are wonderful. I've had uh, we've had two of them, two chocolate labs, and yes, they're sir. just they're just wonderful dogs. And what were their names? Um, one was Snickers, and the other one's Boomer. Okay, and that seems Boomer. appropriate for you know the generational thing. There you go. Oh. Is he very old and believes in the moon landing? I you know I haven't had that conversation with Boomer yet. <laughs> But I have to have a little bit more bourbon in me before I have that conversation with him. Yeah, uh, talk with I thought it was like Boomer's eyes in or something. You know? <laughs> hey, guys, listen, we need to wrap this up. Hey, Jack, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, 
You got anything you want to promote? Give us your uh, your website, uh, how we can get a hold of you, somebody can get a hold of you. Yeah, if you have a chance to buy, sell, or invest in real estate, give us a jingle at uh, tricountyinspectors.com.